Your waveforms look hot. My waveforms are hot. But not too hot, because then it'll clip, and we don't want that. I'm Dylan. I spit hot fire. Ah. Okay. I've been listening to uh, Enough is Enough all day. Do you remember Enough is Enough? Uh, not really. I wasn't exactly a fan, but... Like I mean, no. I don't I don't dislike them, but I'm not really that familiar with their stuff. I guess. Okay, like their look was hmm, it was typical of the time, I suppose. Yeah, it seemed a little more like hippie than the others, but yeah, um, Chip Snuff, he's definitely a hippie looking dude. But you know what's funny? I follow him on Twitter now, and he's a total Trump supporter. <laughs> well, he's done, I guess. But uh, I loved their music a lot. They reminded me of the Beatles in more ways than I could even comprehend. Really? Yeah, like. Their their sense of melody and harmony was exactly like the Beatles. Oh, okay. How they, how they wrote. I'm not, I'm not familiar enough. Their their big one was called Fly High, Michelle. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I just got it for karaoke today because I'm a nerd. <laughs> so guess who's doing an update tonight? Yeah, this girl. All right. Hey, it's another edition of what's the name of this podcast? I forgot. Dope nostalgia. Okay, thank you. Um, drinking some analog. Okay, I'm working on the uh, Power Up Porter, Vanilla Session Porter, of course, as well as I think I'm going to have an IPA. And I'm not a big an IPA person. No? I don't like my beer spicy. Oh, is that is that a hallmark of an IPA? I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's hoppy. It's hoppy. hoppy. So it makes my like face a rabbit. tingle in a lot of ways. <laughs> and it doesn't, not, in, not in the regular good way? No, yeah, like a rabbit. It's, it's, it's rabbit-flavored beer. It's hoppy. So we've got the loot box hops going tonight, and it's riddle me this, riddle me that. Mm-hmm. You'll have to see the actual artwork on the can to understand what the hell I'm saying. Yeah, it. Uh, these cans actually have labels on them. Yeah. They're labels rather than like the, the printed can. I haven't seen that before. I wonder if they have a machine that does this. They must. I would imagine. Because I, 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 it's really on there tight. Like it's, there's yeah. no air bubbles or toit. anything. It's toit like a toy gun. I like toit. Everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> PG rated show. All right. So tonight we are sitting down and we're discussing Firehouse, the awesome 90s rock band that are still out there doing their thing. They're still playing. Yeah. They've been uh, on a lot of the nostalgia tours, have they not? Um, they've, they've played Rocklahoma mm. and uh, they toured recently with uh, Poison and Slaughter. And uh, I think Faster Pussycat was on that bill also. Oh, that's a good bill. That's, that's actually a great quite bill. a few. Um, oh, I think I was I was looking into them yesterday a bit and seeing who they'd been touring with lately. Um, they didn't have much of a lineup change. Um, I, they the only person that isn't an original band member is the bass player in that band. Oh, Perry Richardson. He's not with the band anymore. No, and I think he left in the '90s, and it was some due to some band, inner band conflict. No. Oh. Well, that, I mean, that tends to be, especially it seems with hair metal acts, is uh, interband uh, fighting, conflict, if I, you will. Yeah, and there a lot of things were happening to um, exasperate. Is that a word? Yeah, yes, exacerbate, that's a word. <laughs> exacerbate that. Um, like drugs and alcohol, usually, right. probably were like always a big part of it. Again, hair metal band uh, using drugs and alcohol. This is this is something we've heard before. It's very unheard of, but it can happen. Um, where they get drunk after <laughs> a show, where they get drunk before a show, during a show. Yes, beer. They use beer. Wikipedia moments. Firehouse is an American rock band formed in Richmond, Virginia, before moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, where they were signed to Epic Records in 1989. 
The band reached stardom during the early 1990s with hit singles like Reach for the Sky, Don't Treat Me Bad, and All She Wrote, as well as their signature power ballads, I Live My Life For You, Love of a Lifetime, and When I Look Into Your Eyes. As the 1990s progressed, the band remained very popular in Asia, and they maintained their popularity all over the world. Firehouse continued to release new material throughout the late 1990s and into the early 2000s, most of which has successfully charted in Japan. The band has also continued to tour internationally as of 2007, having participated twice in the annual Rock Never Stops tour with other bands of that time. Firehouse is estimated to have sold over 7 million albums worldwide since their debut. Originally composed of vocalist and keyboardist CJ Snare, guitarist Bill Leverty, drummer Michael Foster, and bassist Perry Richardson. The band has maintained its original members with the exception of Richardson, who departed in 2000. Richardson was replaced two times before current bassist Alan McKenzie was given the position in 2004. My that's, good. A, that's what Motley Crue did. The Motley Crue used a lot of beer. That's was what it, happened to them. Well, was it beer? Because Vince, is, Vince has got a nice, round, rotund look to him. He does. He Vince has got the, the, the alcoholic face, like, really badly. He's got some bloat. He, oh, yeah, the bloat. Have you seen on, uh, um, on Cameo, his Cameo? Yes, 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 yes. So you guys got to look this up uh, if you search Vince Neil Cameo. You'll see. Cameo is a service that's offering uh, celebrities to make personalized messages, video messages to whoever you want for your friends, family, birthdays, bar mitzvah, whatever you want. Anything. Yeah. And his is like, what language is he speaking? I don't even know. He's he's uh, speaking drunkenese. <laughs> he's yeah. Vince Neil. First of all, he charges four hundred dollars for his uh, for his uh, cameo. And basically, it sounds like uh, your drunk Uncle Steve leaving you a birthday message. Hope you feeling good. Good stuff. Rock on, man. Four hundred. That is worth every penny. Four hundred. I could take that cameo and tell my sister that he was wishing her a happy birthday. Absolutely. And no. I'll say four hundred dollars. Say four hundred bucks. And she'd be like, "Why the fuck are you doing this? I don't even like Vince Neil." And I'll be like, "Well." I could have got you something like you'd like, but I like this more. Can we, can we look, can you look it up and play that? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, the cat's uh, saying hi. That's Lady Mew Mew. That's right. That, that's her name. I was going through a Lady Gaga phase when I named her. Oh, well, I would imagine La- Lady Mew Mew. Did, did she do a movie with Bradley Cooper? Not yet. Let's get some audio of that going on because that's some beautiful stuff. I could watch this. I could watch this 10 times in a row and then watch it 11. I'm so very excited. So good. Okay. This went viral, right? So I can probably find it anywhere. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. I just hope it's not a... I hope YouTube doesn't play an ad. I hate that. Well, they might, but then we're just... You just do the edit. Okay, here it is. Maybe. (laughs) Should be. Oh, yeah. Edit. Look at that stinky thing. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm. Skunky. Hey, Decker. This is Vince Neil. I want to say uh, happy birthday, brother. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Christian, Mom, Ethan, and Blake. So uh, keep on rocking. Shout the devil. And uh, 
they do they do some feel good stuff in four in big old big old four row, you man. Uh, <laughs> Oops, that was lousy. Feel sorry, you man. The the one uh, site that I saw it on provided a script of what he was supposed to say. Yeah. And the script of what he was supposed to say was about twice that long, and it actually made sense. It had like turns of phrase like, um, "I'm sure tonight when you go out on the town, you'll be Doctor Feelgood." You know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and he just picked words from here and there and just eh, yeah yeah. I made sense. <laughs> Oh, Vince, what happened to you? Well, I want to know why they're going back on tour. When I heard they're coming back on tour, I'm like, oh, fuck, again? Just stop. Well, did you hear um, the conditions of going back on tour? And I'm not sure if this stood up, but um, Vince was supposed to have to lose 40 pounds to go back on tour. That was the condition of the tour. Okay. And by looking at him here, I think 40 pounds would be just like kind of getting his back in another pair of pants. Like it doesn't look like 40 pounds would make him a slim handsome man again brother needs to have one less donut today i think so because vince used to be a handsome man like back in the yeah um i i didn't find him attractive but he was he i could see how other women would find him attractive sure and but it was a very it wasn't a very long portion of time was it till he started to no i sort of like after dr feelgood things got really bad this is the part of the show where I totally screw up the chances of ever getting interviews with certain people. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about any of the members of Motley Crue coming to join us. So I think we're I don't okay. Th- I think they're busy. <laughs> on their on their $300 million tour. Yeah, they've still they've still got a lot going on. So I don't think they're going to take the time to talk. But you never know. You know, people could surprise you. Who knows who will appear next? We do have two more interviews that are, have been recorded that are coming up on the podcast in future episodes excellent so we'll be talking to the guitarist from one of the guitarists from boot sauce oh. sunny greenwich jr and then we're going to be talking to the singer of uh, what was his dad's name sunny greenwich okay who's also a musician <laughs> i would i would assume so yeah i should have said it was herb 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 yeah. greenwich herb herb greenwich <laughs> where's his junior i don't know i don't know <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I'm, I, I don't know. And the other one was, yes, the singer, the lead singer of Canadian dance group Love, Inc. Superstar. You're a superstar. Broken Bones. Oh, big hits, big hits. And they were huge in Europe, too. So They were, yeah. Yeah, they, she can still go to Europe and do shows. Oh, fantastic. So her that, name is Simone Denny. Yeah. She was in town uh, recording an album, is that right? She was in town doing a run at the Mayfield Dinner Theater. Oh, okay. In a production there. And she, um, one of our mutual acquaintances, a good friend from karaoke and singing community in town, his name's Jesse Lipscomb, mm-hmm. um, was, is recording in the studio right now. And I think she came in to uh, help out. Well, good get, Jesse. That's cool. Yeah, very. Yeah. That's super cool. Um. Yeah. Were you ready to talk about some Firehouse? I'm ready to talk about Firehouse. All right. Because I can always talk about 80s hair metal for days and days and days. Sweet. We'll put in a little tune over here. Ding, the ding, tune? ding, ding. Yeah. See, you don't need to put it in now. You just put it in. <clears throat> We're going to do one with more instruments. With more instruments. <laughs> yeah. Other than the mouth organ. Sleeping with you tonight. <laughs> That's one I liked. I like that sleeping with you song. 
What uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one actually, and I'm a Firehouse fan. Their first one, of course, was uh, this one. Yeah, okay. called Sleeping with You. Um, so here's the problem with Spotify. Now, where I wrote this down, Firehouse has eight albums in their discography. Spotify has three of those albums posted. That happens quite frequently, I find, yeah. This one, this song in particular, I've just grabbed it off The Greatest Hits, which is one of the, um, I don't even know if it's their greatest hits or if it's just a compilation that was made. It's called Playlist, the very best of Firehouse under compilations on Spotify. Yeah, I think that's uh, a a Spotify-made product. But there's some kind of licensing thing. Sometimes it depends what country you're in. Okay. Keeping this chorus. Tonight. That's a fantastic kick kick drum sound. I always found their their drum sound is actually their whole sound is very overproduced. You might say in the vein of like uh, Def Def Leppard. Yeah. And uh, I remember reading an interview with uh, Bill Laverty, the guitar player, and he was saying that every time you hear an acoustic guitar, it's layered 12 times. No way. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you get this really thick, overproduced kind of sound like that. Like the kick drum sound, I mean, that makes it. That's almost dance music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this band is very well known for their, for their harmonies. They want to do a big, thick chorus of vocals just like Def Leppard. So when you said that, I did definitely think of them. <clears throat> so yeah, there's a lot of things that come into play. I don't think their style is similar to Def Leppard. I find it no. a bit different. Um, no, but just the production quality? Absolutely. I think this, the sound mainly. Yeah, the, especially the, the drum sound. And I think Def Leppard's drum sound, a lot of it came from when Rick Allen lost his arm and he had to go electronic and in those days mm-hmm. the electronic drums just that's what they sounded like they didn't have really good samples yet so that i think that that crafted their sound quite a bit i recently saw there was another band playing with Def leopard i think they were in i don't remember what the venue was but the drummers of other bands are always so interested to go and like check his kid out absolutely go touch it play it if they like i think he probably lets them play it a little bit just to try it that'd be great yeah. Well, it's a, it's a kit you can play one-armed, man. That's that's, that's good. <laughs> what are you really made of? <laughs> that's right. I first heard about Firehouse, I'm going to say in 93. Because, that sounds right. Um, I don't remember exactly where we heard them first. It was probably on Much Music. or But um, my best friend, that was one of her first CDs that she ever owned. So we listened to it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy. You're out there. Hey, Stacy. <laughs> She's got to come on the show because, like, she she and I grew up together with all of this, and we went very different musical directions after. We pretty much listened to the same stuff, BFFs, mm-hmm. and then when we hit late '90s, just kind of totally separated on what we liked. She went like more punk, right? She likes ska and punk and stuff like that, and then I was still like really poppy and rock, rock melodic rock, right? I did. I don't think my tastes have ever really changed that much. So, no, it's, I mean, I, I've known you 15 years and yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think you're correct about that. Like you said, 93, well, they came out, I mean, their first disc came out in 1990 
And okay. they won the American Music Award for Best uh, New Hard Rock or Heavy Metal Band in 91. That's a big deal. Well, the thing is, is they were up against Nirvana and Alice in Chains for that award. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about the American Music Awards. I've always found that they're very dated. They're The, the people that they recognize, it's a very... It's very dated choices in some ways. Maybe not so much now, but Alabama would win best country group every freaking year, even if they didn't even put anything out. Well, do you remember the year when uh, Metallica's Black Album lost to Jethro Tull? Like, (laughs) Jethro Tull hasn't been relevant since 79. And that was the American Music Awards? That was American Music Awards, yeah. Or Or was that the Grammys? It could have been the Grammys. Could have been the Grammys. I can't remember. I th- the I Grammys the is, Awards, the Grammys isn't very good at staying current in the hard rock metal scene either, though. Well, no, because it's. I think for a lot of the old school people, it's a novelty category. You know. Oh yeah, they don't. They barely even televise it. They don't even care it's about true. rock, right? So yeah, it's with the sound editing awards. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they're given out before the uh, actual ceremony. <laughs> at the at the dinner, yeah. Um, but. I was going to say about Firehouse. Another thing is that that category was uh, Hard Rock New Artist of the Year. Right. There would never be such a category anymore. No, absolutely. Hard Rock's even lucky to get a nod. Well, who would, who is in the, there's nobody in that sort of category anymore at all. No. You know. What, what did you say right there? No. 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 I'm actually. I'm highly disappointed by it because I'm still very much into rock music and there's tons of people. There's an audience for it. It's true. But there's just, yeah, there's just nothing that comes up. But really, if there was a big enough audience that it was going to be commercially viable, then there would be artists to fill that. That's where you get these nostalgia tours, though. Like sure. you said, because where's the new stuff? Black Keys? Yeah. Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters is probably the only rel- real relevant true rock band that still exists that's like not a nostalgia act. That's, yeah, that's probably true. But there's there's no one with the hair metal sound anymore. Like, no. you remember, um, what was the band that came out about six years ago? Uh, uh, I believe in a thing I called Love. Love. The, darkness. the Darkness. As soon as you said. Uh, yeah. The I, Darkness, they, I thought that was going to be the return of hair metal. But they were, they basically ended up being a novelty act also. Why won't people take them seriously? I think as a genre... Did they take them seriously when it was happening? The darkness? Was, well, no, the just the whole air, hair metal Oh, era. the hair metal, uh, yeah. Um, I think or do so. You think that, do you think once they started putting on the, the pretty makeup that it started to become like, okay, no, this is getting ridiculous? I don't think so because, I mean, Crew pioneered that and people took Motley Crew seriously. Dr. Feelgood debuted at number one. Yes. So they were certainly taken seriously. Musically, though. And their audience was women and men. Absolutely. It, there was no like, oh, this is just for the chicks. It's not like ACDC that has a, just a male audience, more or less. Mm, yeah. These guys love ACDC, Love, hey? yeah. I can't be bothered. I, I feel about ACDC the way I feel other people feel about Nickelback. Yeah. It's just the same song, same formula over and over, and I don't get it. Well, I saw an interview with Angus Young. And somebody said, Angus, what do you tell people that say you've released the same album 13 times? He says, I say, fuck you. We did it 14 times. So, <laughs> hey, I mean, it's good. He has a good sense of humor about it. Sure. They know what they're doing. They Absolutely. know They know they have established a product. Like why? It's a product. 
I mean, they've got to love money because why are they still touring? Mm-hmm. I'd be done. Well, I mean, Ozzy needs to stop. And he, I think he is now. I think well, he's done. I, I think he has to. I think he has to now. I, I just heard the other day his rest, entire rest of the tour canceled, though. Yeah. Okay. Well. We could all see that coming. I, yeah, I, I hope, though. I hope that Ozzy but was going to pull together. I think it's just, it's all he's ever known, and it's what makes him happy. So it's probably killing him to be told, hey, I, you can't do this anymore. That's probably true. If he's not Ozzy Osbourne, then what is he? Yeah. Sharon's bitch. <laughs> oh, Sharon. Ozzy. Okay. Sharon, Sharon dyed her hair uh, platinum white, finally. Really? Yeah. She's, oh, ex- she's embraced her age now. It looks nice on her. Sure. She's a nice looking woman. Yeah, she is. Yeah. If she, you know, I'm not going to even say it. I'm going <laughs> to be polite. Oh, okay. So, yes, there are American Music Awards. I, I find the American Music Awards very, uh, very biased. Sure. But um, I think whoever, because do you think any of those grunge acts were ever on the American Music Awards? I think they were too poppy. The grunge acts? The, yeah, I don't know if any of them. I thought that's something I got to research. Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, any of those guys, if they were on the American Music Awards. I would, if I had to guess, I would guess that Pearl Jam was and Nirvana was. Nirvana really hated the establishment and nothing represented the establishment more than the American Music Awards. I suppose so. So that's why I'm not sure. But they did a lot of things probably that they didn't like doing and that probably upset Kurt a lot. Well, I think they did Saturday Night Live, right? I think Kurt was upset a lot, though. I just think Kurt was just upset a lot. I think that's what he was. That's what he was. He was discontent. He was depressed and he was discontent and he was upset a lot. This is what I don't understand. When you put out an album on a major label or whatever it is that you do, you know, you're going into this with the chance that you're going to become a huge celebrity. You're going to be your music's going to blow up. But then there's people who are like, I hate being famous. I didn't want to be famous. Then why did you sign a record contract? Well, I think, of course, I'm just completely guessing here. I think it probably snowballs. It's probably, you know, I'd like to be a professional musician. And then this thing takes off. And if I pull the pin on it, then I crush it for everybody else also. Oh, all the people that work for you? Yeah, and your bandmates and everything else. And I think it probably snowballs and takes off, and that's what happens. I know. He probably just likes playing for, like, small little, you know, venues and yeah. and doing the local stuff. But then it got out of control, and he couldn't handle it. That's probably. But, I mean, I just think it's, you know this could happen as soon as you sign a record contract. Well, sure. I guess. It, but that extent, Nirvana's fame was just, like, it completely changed the music scene. It completely changed the landscape. So that is a lot to contend with. That wiped out hair metal. Yeah. It wiped out hair metal and bands like Firehouse. Like Firehouse, they got big. Like 93, they're probably at their peak. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Like, and that's I'm, when it started. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean, uh, Don't Treat Me Bad was their first big one. And then uh, Love of a Lifetime, when that came out, that was played at every wedding (laughs) from here to Florida. I still love that, too. Time was right for us to 
And uh, when I look into your eyes was the other one. When I look into your eyes. Yeah, they had a good gift for writing the the do- the sappy ballad. Absolutely, they did great on the sappy ballad. They did like uh, most hair metal acts in those days. They did the 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 rock song, and then they did the ballad, mm-hmm. and then they did another ballad, and they wrung the money out of it. And more or less after that, I mean, they're. Uh, they they more or less never hit that peak again after when I look into your eyes. That was it, hey? That was the that was the last big one they had. Hmm. That's uh eight albums though, eight albums. But that's what happens. You keep trying and you try with your next efforts. You might get dropped by your label, you might not. And the running theme with a lot of the bands that are gonna be appearing on Dope Nostalgia, especially the the hair metal and rock bands, is like you said, you're gonna find their careers got cut short around ninety three. Yeah. And that's when it all, it died. But um, I'm just surprised it's never fully come back. Like you said, the darkness tried it. And I thought that was going to be the resurgence, at least in part. Mm-hmm. We'll be back faster than you can say, hustle power. Do you really think this is the right thing for us to be doing, Ivana? What will people think? Let them talk. Donna. Donna. Ivana. 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 It's wrong, isn't it? But it feels so right. Then it's a deal? Yes, we eat our pizza the wrong way. Crust first. Introducing stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. With a ring of cheese baked into a totally new, thinner crust, you'll want to eat it the wrong way. Crust first. May I have the last slice? Actually, you're only entitled to half. Large, just $9.99. Make sure you talk to our good friends Adam and Brian down at Analog Brewing. They're the official beer of Dope Nostalgia. They're at 8620 53rd Avenue. You can catch their tap room open from Thursdays through Saturdays, 4 to 11. Enjoy $6 pints at an everyday low price of $13 for a four-pack of retro styles. That's Analog Brewing, the official beer of Dope Nostalgia. Firehouse has sold 7 million albums. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they're a band from Richmond, Virginia, and then they moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, where they were signed by their record label, which is strange that you'd go to Charlotte, North Carolina to get a record deal, but it happened. I guess an A&R rep for the record company came to see them. Okay. So you got to be doing something right. And this is before a time of social media where you can, or YouTube and you don't have videos out there for them to see. You got you to still mail in your packages right. to the record companies and hope that an A&R person takes notice. Well, it did social media and the internet completely changed the way that A&R is done, mm-hmm. I think. I think the most important thing, though, and why, why has this not been brought up sooner, is that the lead singer, of course, of Firehouse is CJ Snare. Why mm-hmm. was he not the drummer? <laughs> If, why it's like why couldn't if, they switch names it's like if bill guitar string was the singer that just doesn't make sense do you think snares is real last name is that a stage name i think i'm looking that up right now google is letting because i know. i would call myself naomi Seinheiser. uh <laughs> that'd be great yeah uh it says here his, get his, money for that. his name is actually carl carl snare Carl Snare. Yeah. Carl John Snare. I, it doesn't say what the J is all about, but his name is actually Carl. Fuck, he should have kept Carl. Carl Snare? I messaged Carl for an interview. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll Did see you call him happens. Carl? See, if you would have called him Carl, he probably would have got back to you. Oh, that's what I did wrong. He would have thought, oh, this person knows me. And yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll come on the show at a later time. Um, I did see that they've done a few podcasts, so I was thinking, hey, guys. Maybe you're tired of podcasts, but you can still talk to me. It's Who fine. have they done? I don't know. There was a three or four of them that were listed. I don't know what they're... One's called the Effin Podcast. It's okay. Like with something Presley. Okay. <laughs> the Effin Podcast with something Presley. That's a good one. Yeah. I bet it's really popular and I just totally dissed it. <laughs> it's probably like super popular because he was on like the Monsters of Rock Cruise and stuff talking about how he was like part of that. And I'm like, oh, this guy's got a big time thing going on. <laughs> I want to go on the Monsters of Rock cruise. It was on a show. It's called the Grammy Awards, something like that. I've heard of the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, grunge killed them, but there was a grunge was killing everybody in North America. But what's happening in Asia? Everyone's still touring. Everyone through from from the whole time they stayed popular in Asia. Mr. Big, yeah. Extreme, Firehouse, they were all still, Saigon Kick, all traveling Asia and making money. Well, there's a big scene for for rock and metal in Asia. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember uh, Anvil? Yes. Yeah. In the documentary when they went to play that show, where was it? Was it in Tokyo? I can't remember. It was a festival anyway. Mm-hmm. And they went and they were playing at like two o'clock in the afternoon and they thought they were going to play for nobody and there was like 10,000 people rocking out. Mm-hmm. There's a big scene. There's a huge scene. I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. think it's just that there's there's the population base that every esoteric brand of music could have fans? Yes. Yes. I mean, North America is the only place I think on this country, on this country, on this <laughs> geography lessons on this whole country in this world where the music listener in the is so finicky. Like, and it's not really the listener because you're kind of spoon fed what to listen to by radio. So I would say whatever, whoever sets the standards for what is popular in North America. I don't think radio has plays any much part in it anymore, though. I don't think a lot of people are listening to terrestrial radio anymore. Okay, so satellite radio. So there's still somebody who's governing that. I think it's YouTube. People aren't just finding stuff on YouTube and liking it. 
there's still somebody telling you to listen to something. Honest to God, I don't know because I'm an old man. I don't know how people do it now. But no, I mean, I, I think it's there's sometimes it's your streaming service. If you're a member of Spotify, and it's like, hey, if you like this, you may like this. See, I never use the suggestions ever. I've gone for them a few times. More often than not, I'm not I'm not liking it what they suggested, but you never know. Right. Because sometimes I'm like, how am I going to find something new that's comparable to what I already like? See, that's another. I'm I'm an old man. I don't search for anything new anymore. <laughs> I don't. This is the uh, age old question on both podcasts I'm on, where we're always like, at a certain age, the majority of people stop trying to discover new music. Yeah. And they just kind of stick with what they like. Yeah. Um, and what you what you've discovered in your formidable years is basically what you'll always like. But I do have friends who. Like on the other podcast, they do try to listen to new music all the time and they're digging it. And well, like, that's but, admirable. Uh, eh, for me, it depends. It's got to be something that sounds like something I already like. Okay. Right? Like, I love Bruno Mars. Why? He sounds like the 90s sometimes. Ah, okay. You know, some stuff he puts out is very 90s centric. I suppose that's probably true. Yeah. Mm hmm. As for rock bands, I don't really know. What to, what to say about rock bands right now um, but the, all these guys are still putting out albums like all the hair metal they're just not going popular they're, they're for their fan base that they already have they're listening to them well that's right and I mean even with you talking about the, the eight Firehouse albums mm-hmm. I've, I've I'm only aware of two of them and mm-hmm. I'm a fan <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan I'm obviously a fan yeah, so you're a fan. But, I mean, that's what happens is we go on with life and we grow up and we, we're doing other things and we're not paying attention always to what our, our favorite bands are doing. Like, for me, I, I always know when my, fa- my top, like, five bands are putting out a new album because I always follow what they're doing. But then there's other bands that I was just kind of like a, you know, fair weather fan, and then I, did, I lost track. Okay, subcategory. What are your five favorite bands, Naomi? Um, well, Bon Jovi's always been my, my number one. Who? But bon Jovi. Who? Bon Jovi, yeah. But that's a whole loaded thing right now because i am really been disappointed in the last two or three albums they've put out. Okay. Um, they've just released new music this week, and I hate it. I okay. Just, I just can't. I can't. I'm like, this is just stop. <laughs> just stop. It's not even the same guy writing the songs anymore, it feels like, even though it is. Um, okay, so there's that. That's um, Extreme. Extreme is in my top three. Okay. Probably two, number two. Is it because Nuno Betancourt plays guitar with his shirt off? That doesn't hurt. See? Okay. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> this isn't my therapy, is it? <laughs> Jeez. What's making me tick? <laughs> All right. Number three. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Those are the top two that come to mind. Everyone else, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I All like right. that. Fair enough. That's why I asked for your five because I think a lot of people have – a tough time categorizing that portion cornell and anything like audio slave would probably be like cornell anything he did is probably in like around number three okay so we'll say chris cornell's number three mm-hmm. all right and lots of lots of influences like sass jordan and Leanne she'll make you a believer like yeah yeah so hey, maybe i'll get her on the show that'd be a dream come true that would be fantastic uh-huh
I just wanted to say uh, CJ Snare also has a side project, or at least he did, called Rubicon Cross, which I haven't listened to this project. So that's something I'm going to throw in. I'm going to find a Rubicon Cross song, and we're going to put it in here, right here, right here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rubicon Cross. Rubicon Cross. Yeah. That's this time rock, I'll actually man. put the song in. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, I might say, I have a couple of uh, Firehouse songs I found when I was listening to them last night that I like. This one's called Here For You. Mm-hmm. Very simple, like uh, pop rock hook there. That's for sure. I'm going to play a little of that in the background. Here For You, and the other one was Love Don't Care. Love Don't Care sounds a little ahead of its time. Love Don't Care sounds like it's about, it doesn't matter if you like girls or boys or whatever. Love Don't Care. What year is it? Neither does Honey Badger. <laughs> Honey Badger doesn't care. No, not about anything. What year is, is this uh, This Love Don't Care? Um, I'm not sure because it's on the greatest hits thing. Okay. Um, I can look it up in the Wikipedia. This is here for you. I'm going to look at uh, I'm not drunk <laughs> I'm just slow Here For You is from That's basically like a pop hook right there, right? Absolutely With the, I mean with the trademark Firehouse uh, Harmony That's right this is from the album Good Acoustics from 1996. Okay. And then Love Don't Care. I'm just going to play it. Love Don't Care. Same album. Okay. I so like 96. Yeah. But I found out I like I like those two tracks. Actually, one I really dug it was the uh, B side of "Don't Treat Me Bad" is "Overnight Sensation." That's a good one too. Ooh, I wonder if it's on here. I would imagine it has to be. That would be one of their prime B sides. Well, if it's a B side, maybe. Oh, there it is. Well, they have a live version of "Overnight Sensation." Okay. 
See, there's a nice little hook there. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to make a stance there that's uh, got anything to do with homosexuality at all because that's 1996. That's still relatively early to be uh, saying, hey. Especially for a rock love. band. Yeah. Especially for a rock band. So maybe that's just a statement on you can't help who you fall in love with. That's probably more where they were going. Here's a little live version of Overnight Sensation. A little clip of, you, clip, you clip of that. Never mind. I'm just uh, snooping through your uh, stuff here. <laughs> I got a pile of papers to look at. He's got quite the voice. He's, He's got a range on him. Got a range. That's CJ. Yeah. And nice vibrato, nice tail on that. Unmistakable tone, yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons the band, uh, they found this guy and they're like, we need that voice. Sure. Yeah, they found him in a club, I think, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens a lot. That's usually the story you hear, how people get found. They go out looking at other bands, and then they come along and say, you want to play in my band? So, yeah. Which is very frowned upon in the music community here, to go around and try to steal other people's bandmates. To go and <laughs> poach, as it were. Yeah, but I think that's what was happening. I think there was some poaching going on. Hmm. Well, I mean, I suppose if you need to assemble a band, where do, where do you look? You look at, up to other bands. You do. You can be a star. That's what we should do. We should do a, a karaoke version of uh, of Dope Nostalgia, and we'll just sit here and sing over top of our favorite songs. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear that. Yeah. Just like when Crazy Dave DJs, we'll just sing over top of our favorite songs. Crazy Dave. I remember him telling me that story about the drunkest you've ever been in your life. Just imagine. Imagine yeah. how wasted you are. And that's how drunk Vince Neil was before he went and took the stage at the Joint Nightclub on a solo tour in the 90s. The Joint Nightclub. Yeah. Early 2000s, late 90s, something like that. So Vince, Vince Neil rehab episode. Yes. This is your... What's that word when you put up the banner in the corner and you invite all your friends and family to come? Oh, it's it's our intervention for Vince Neil. Yeah, we're going to host an intervention and see who shows up. That's right. There'll be a Facebook event. Nicholas Cage will be there. <laughs> I'm going to get that sequiny pillowcase with Nick, from Wish with Nicolas Cage where you rub it one way and it goes sequiny and the other way is his face. Absolutely. And then when you have company over, you can just like disguise it. Exactly. Yeah. It looks classy. Anything from Wish looks classy. Luckily, the coronavirus isn't coming in on those products. That's positive. Yeah. Because it's good because <laughs> I've ordered a lot of gag gifts. Is that something people are worried about? Well... We worry about a few things because we don't know anything about the coronavirus and how it works, but apparently the CDC says you can't get the coronavirus from packages. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That is good because I'm having a wish gift exchange next month. Yes. If we're all still alive. (laughs) Can I bring the coronavirus? That's my gift to you. Yes. Please, no. Bottle that shit up and keep it to yourself. Okay. Well, there's Overnight Sensation. All right. We got anything more we'd want to add to the Firehouse story? Anything more to add to the Firehouse story? Were they, were they good boys? 
I think they, they were good like boys. Good, they seem like good boys. I never heard any stories about Firehouse trashing hotel rooms or getting arrested <laughs> or anything like that. Oh, sweet, sweet. They're probably all married with kids. Well, they were pros. I mean, I think these guys were hardworking pros. Whereas I think, uh, well, you can't say that Nikki Six was a hardworking pro and Motley Crue and everybody else was talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was a hardworking pro, but he really loved heroin. Well, that's true, too. As he made a lot of money off a of book writing about the heroin, too. I suppose. But a good thing he survived that. Well, time. then take that theory off the table. That one doesn't fly. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's been dead and back again, that guy. Yeah, not many people can say that. But I don't ever hear any, any bad stories about Firehouse. Nothing, no, not a one. Crazy. No, I think they probably would have been more famous if there was. And so now they are doing the, the tours. Where can we see Firehouse nowadays? Uh, Firehouse uh, did Rocklahoma. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to be? Mm-hmm. Where's Firehouse going to be coming up? Well, uh, Firehouse is doing the, looks to me like they're doing the whole casino circuit. You can see them in Las Vegas at the Golden Nugget showroom. Ooh, good. Uh, they're doing a uh, quick tour of Australia, it looks like. Actually, they're going to Australia to a place called St. Kilda. Really? Yeah, which I've not heard of. It must be a, uh, no, they're doing, a, they're doing an acoustic performance and they're doing a full electric show at St. Kilda, Victoria, Australia. That's wonderful. Yeah. And other than that, we've got a lot of casino dates. Shooting Star Casino in Mahoman, Minnesota, and Q Casino and Hotel in Dubuque, Iowa, and that sort of thing. I mean, they're on that circuit mm. now. Yeah. Casino, what a great circuit that is, though. Casino shows. I love going to casino shows. And for bands, they're super lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a good tour. Yeah, good. We don't get enough. Well, we get, we get Foreigner comes to town quite a bit here at, at our uh, local establishment, the River Cree. <laughs> yes, in the tent. They play the tent quite often. We've got Tiffany coming with Sheena Easton. Okay. That's coming up um, sometime this year. So what I'm really looking forward to is the last two years, Edmonton has hosted the Mixtape Festival. Right. Great 90s nostalgia tour. Um, I don't even know if it's a tour or if it's a one-off. I think it's a one-off. They just fly in for the night and do the show. So we want to be part of that this year if we can get on board and you know maybe do some broadcasting live from the place that would be amazing so yeah we're gonna look forward to that because we know one's gonna come happens now two years in a row we're gonna have another one absolutely and we're gonna be there we're gonna have a booth set up and we're gonna be talking to uh the roadies for um uh who i don't know maybe i'll be getting lucky with the roadies from someone yeah there you go <laughs> aim, aim high, aim high, Naomi. That's uh, <laughs> don't think about the band. That's right, right. So manage your expectations. That's what I always say. I hope I hope Color Me Bad comes. I'd like to say hi to Mark because we had a nice interview, and he said anytime, maybe we'll come by and say hi. You know, that'd be nice. That's cool. Very cool. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, I just ruined that with my vocals. There's just a word, and that's no mistake.
that sample of bottom. And I'll make it two. One for you and one for me. I got something special here I prepared last night for you. What's that? I want to challenge your 90s rock music knowledge. Okay. Now, I put some really obscure stuff in this, so I don't expect you to get all of these. But what I'm going to do is play like a super like album track from the artist. Oh, And if okay. you don't get it, then I'll play the hit. Then and you'll then laugh get, at me. Then, okay. No, no. I'll okay. give you a chance, second chance with right. the hit. Okay. Should I be marking you? Well, I suppose that's the only way to, to go, right? Nah, I'm not going to mark you. This oh. is for fun. All right. All right, guys. Play along at home. That's it's, it's fun. Here's the first artist with their album track. I need some vocal. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. You don't have to guess the song, but guess the artist. Uh, super familiar. No, I need the hit. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. Ready? Oh, really? The vinyls. Okay. There you go. You all know this song. I I'm not going to... I should have known it by the vocals. Yeah. It had that familiar voice, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, here's I the... can't remember what her name was, but she was good. Um, yeah. I don't think she's alive anymore. Oh. No, I believe she has passed on. Rest in peace, the vinyl's lead singer. Second band. Again, what are we for vocal? What a long intro. Well, you got to do some like, guitar noodling. It's a renowned guitar player, too. You see us bobbing our heads right now, you guys? Yeah, we're Wayne and Garthing it. Is that Lynch Mob? No. Are you ready for the I'm ready for track? the reveal, yeah. That <laughs> probably just confused you even more. Yeah, now I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, Dan Yankees. You got that Ted Nugent solo earlier there yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is the... Uh, Driving me crazy. This one's really hard. Really hard. I like that guitar sound. I, I like the, the drum riff there. You should be a drummer, Colin. I was. What? How come I never heard about this? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. 
I sold my drum set about five years ago when we got married. I don't know if you're going to guess this. My brain wants to know it. I would never guess this. That sounds like Mike Patton. Is that Faith No More? No. All right, I give up. Okay, here is the somewhat better known tune. No, I got these off Spotify, so they didn't have the actual album I wanted to play for you. Oh, this is Slick Toxic. Yeah. Yes. But this is like an acoustic remake of White Lies, Lies Black, Black Truth. Truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, their big one was Hell of a Time. Yeah. I like that one. That was a good one. Well, this is the right vintage, what we were talking about earlier. Oh, that's Learen. No. That's not Learen? No. Oh, that's Chrissy Steele. Yes. Yes. Oh, you didn't even need the hint song. No. But I love this hint song. This is like... A wicked tune. I go, I'm going to the chorus. <laughs> God, she sounds a lot like Lear. I'm, I'm rocking out real hard here, you guys. I'm lip syncing the shit out of this. She sounds like uh, Lee Aaron and uh, Ann Wilson if they had a vocalist love child. Oh, I can hear the Anne in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's your next clue. That sounds like Zach Wild. Is that Zach Wild? It is not. No. Oh, this is very familiar. I think you're going to get it very quickly. Oh, this is going to kill me. Is this uh, Svengali? No. No. Oh, yeah, this, uh, okay, yeah. this is uh, Skid Row. It's Skid Row. Yeah. This song is killer. This song's from 40 Seasons, right? Subhuman Race? Subhuman Race. I think that's, that's the name right. of the album? Yeah. So you don't need the clue for that, or the second one. No. Fuck, I love that song. Okay, here you go.
This is like really hard name that tune. I don't want you to stress yourself out or get a migraine or anything over it. This is just fun. I don't like making it too simple. Man, these songs have long intros, don't they? My brain is almost grasping it. Oh, this is faster pussy. <laughs> yes. It's called too tight. Too taut. Okay. I have three more? Is that okay? Uh, one more. Okay, one more. One more. What is that smell? Hmm. Oh, that's... Well, that's Megadeth. No? no? No, of course not. The sound is not Megadeth. Sounds like Dave Mustaine, though. I can hear where you hear that. He's got the... Dave Mustaine's vocals. I, no, I don't know. Oh, it's green jelly? It's green jelly. There you go. Well, there's your, uh, your quiz for today. Thank you, Colin, for coming to spend some time talking about Firehouse and stuff. Always my pleasure to talk about obscure 80s acts that uh, Might no have longer exist. Might have been the 90s. What kind of exist. <laughs> yeah. 90s, yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> on, the, on the Dope Nostalgia 90s podcast. <laughs> The 80s acts that we talk about. We talked about more 80s and 90s today, probably. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, we will be back. Next episode is going to be an uh, interview with Sonny Greenwich Jr. from Boot Sauce. We're going to talk about Boot Sauce. Big Canadian band, funk rock from Montreal. Love it. Stay tuned. Join us. All right. You guys take care. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that...